Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thanks for listening. What I love about that is Paula is real and she has chosen to be thankful. She has chosen in a, in a time in her life and, and, you know, we had the opportunity and I say it's a privilege to be able to, to uh, partner with her and pastor with her during these challenging times. Yet through that, she's been able to be able to go, I am going to choose to be thankful in all circumstances. And it might be a different circumstance to what Gemma's was. Not everybody, thank God, is going to go through what Gemma went through. You see, God gives to us what he knows that we can handle. And I love in those situations there where Paula and and Gemma have both chosen in whatever the situation is before them to be thankful, to choose thankfulness. If you've got your Bibles, just turn with me briefly to the Gospel of Luke. And I'm just going to read a passage out of Luke 17, 11 to 19. It'll probably come up on the screen as well. Luke 17, 11 to 19. As Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out. Some translations say shouting. It says, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Verse 17, Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God? Except this foreigner. And he said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Ten men are afflicted with the same horrible disease. They have the same crippling manifestations that come with the disease of leprosy. For anyone in the medical game now, the similar type things would be something like Hansen's disease. But they they had skin lesions that would actually affect the nervous system and would create a a disfiguration of peripheral areas such as their ears and fingers and even their face, even to the point of their vocal cords. When it says there that they cried out, Jesus, have mercy on us, that in itself was actually a challenge for them because they would have had ulcerated vocal cords from the disease they had. But here's the one thing about it is if you notice in the scripture, it says that they stood at a distance. You see, leprosy was very contagious through skin contact or even through the the upper respiratory droplets. So any sneeze or cough or spit or anything like that was contagious. Therefore, they they were banished into isolation. I kind of find that a little bit strange though, because if we go to an isolation ward now, you're in isolation yet they were in isolation in a group because they were all bandied together. They were all put together. And that's sometimes what we can do in communities. We can go, is we put everybody together. So they were in isolation, but they were in isolation together. And the Levitical practice was, the Old Testament practice was, that anybody who had this disease, uh, they were banished to live in isolation. And when anyone would come close, they were instructed to yell out, unclean, unclean, unclean. 
But did you notice when they came near Jesus? They didn't shout, unclean, unclean. They didn't shout what was expected from the community. They didn't shout out what our world wanted them to shout out. They cried out, Jesus, have mercy on us and heal us. I believe at this point in desperation, they are saying, God, we give you glory, we give you honour, we give you thanks. Maybe it was in desperation. But sometimes it takes us to get to desperation to give thanks. You see, when they first cried out that, they weren't healed. They were still standing there looking at each other going, man, your ear just fell off. You're kind of dirty. They didn't sit there and go, well, we're all clean now. We'll give thanks to God for helping us. No, they cry out, God, have mercy on us and heal us. For them to do that was completely different. Psalm 34, 17 to 18 says, The Lord hears His people when they call to Him for help. He rescues them from their troubles. Do you notice in both Gemma's and Paula's story, they cried out to God. In verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. I want to say to you today, whether you are a believer in Jesus or on the start of your faith journey, whether you feel like things are going well or that things couldn't be any worse and you can't wait for a couple of days' time for the calendar to click over to 2020, I speak with a confidence that is, that is based not just on Scripture but on lives, lived experience that God's desire is to look after you. Jeremiah 17, 7-8 says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. And it says this, I love this, it says, it does not fear when the heat comes. It does not fear when the heat comes on your life. Over the last decade, I think every person in this room would put up their hand and say, the heat has come on me sometime in this last decade. I've been feeling the heat. I've been feeling the pressure. But it says it does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worry in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. This is from the Word of God. Before I go any further, I'm going to ask Daniel De Silva to come and join me on stage. Thanks, Danny. Do I just go, Pastor? Um, as one would say, um, Christmas uh, is a good time of the year for a lot of people. Um, 25th of December is where the Savior of the world is born. You get hope. Um, I've got my daughter in the room, 12 years old, and she's like, Dad, Christmas presents. And it's really the best thing that a dad can do, and that is to give presents. And then you have your anniversary, and then you have your wife's birthday, all in the one-week period. So I feel like, you know, I'm a very generous person in this period. Um, but, you know, I think it, my favorite time of the year really is, you know, from the 25th of uh, December to the 31st of 
December, really, because, you know, you get hope and then you're thankful. You know, and, you know, I, I, I looked through the thing and uh, Pastor Sean was saying, I'll just say what are you thankful for? And I looked up this word called gratitude. You know, it's gratitude in the dictionary or dictionary.com for you tech people. And it says it's the quality of being thankful, the readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness. I am thankful that God kept me. You know, I was young and I did silly things and, you know, you're young being young. But I'm thankful that God kept me. I'm thankful that God chose me. I'm thankful that God said, I'll use you because, you know, of what you want to do. And um, I wrote some things down when Pastor Sean was saying, I'll just write a few random thoughts down. I'll say, oh, I'll be random. It's like, I thought of this thing called, what is an attitude of gratitude? You know, you're thankful for where you are and what you have. You know, and an attitude of gratitude will position your heart for more because it's no longer about who you are. It's all about Him. And um, there's so many things that, you know, I'm like saying, oh, you know, like we know for a fact that God's good. You know, like, you know, when you're young, you know, I tell my daughter, you know, God's good. Say, oh, yeah, 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 God's good. But the fact is God's really good because we're all sitting here and He's good. He's looked after you. You know, the fact that we can sit here and be able to have this conversation is the goodness of God. And I was like saying, God, how can I portray my gratitude to you? And, you know, a lot of times we come to the end of the year and we say, oh, I could have done this better or I could have done that better or I wasn't this, I wasn't that. And I kind of wrote a few thoughts down and say, you know, this year has really been a year of stewardship for me. You know, how do I learn to become better? Not because, you know, I'm one of those OCD people or, or I want to be excellent, but really because I'm so thankful that God's given me all of these things. You know, he's given me a wife, he's given me two kids, and I'm, you know, I wrote a few thoughts like, how do I learn to be a better husband? How do I learn to be a better father? How do I learn to become, you know, more effective and efficient in my career in the marketplace? You know, I, you know I'm not doing this because I want to um, be a show-off, but I want to know, like, God, you've given me this so that I can be a better steward. You know, and... The last thought I just want to put into here to you is, you know, it's a privilege to be given what God's given you. And, you know, I was reading this story that's really good, and it just talks about a father, you know, his conversation with his son. And he said, you know, son, we live in an imperfect world with imperfect things. So I should tell this to my daughter. You know, Yana, we live in an imperfect world with imperfect things. So therefore, imperfect people. You know, someone might not be the best, you know, and I've not learned to be perfect, but we need to learn and appreciate the people that are around you. So in short, is to understand that the world is not perfect, to accept each other's fault and celebrate relationship. So nothing is more important than relationship, um, and I'm grateful and thankful enough of that. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Zach. Get the guys up. The reason I asked uh, Dan to come up and share something a little bit different to, to what Paul and what we saw with Gemma's is because it comes down to the attitude. 
it comes down to the attitude and I've again had the absolute privilege of being able to walk alongside Dan for the last three years. Janet's on staff with us here. And I've seen Dan's attitude when he's, he's walked the journey of, I don't know where I'm at or what I'm doing. When he's been out of work and out of luck. When he's felt challenged by who he is and what do I matter in this world. What I've always seen with Dan is he's, he's had an attitude of thankfulness. Even when he's not at the top of his game and, you know, he's not got CEO written after him or, or things don't seem to be working so well. Even when he's, had, he's come and we've had, I get the privilege to be able to, to have walks along the rivulet every couple of months with Dan. And he shared about how do I do this life growing up as a parent, as his kids go into teenage years. How do I be a better husband? But he's always done it with an attitude of thankfulness. And in about 55 hours time, we will say goodbye to not only this year, but this decade. And to be honest, for some it has been a year or a decade that you want to forget. It's felt like a season where you've just cried out for help. And to be honest, you're tired of it. And living in this season can alter the way we think. You see, the walker who was lost could only see the search party, not God. Even though he got on his knees and prayed out of desperation, when he was rescued, he could only see what was ahead. He couldn't see how God was at work. And there is a defining moment in the Scripture that I just read, which is not the radical healing of the 10 men, although that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do. But it was the one who turned back and placed himself at the feet of Jesus. He was a foreigner. He was a Samaritan. He was the least likely one to give thanks. Yet when the other nine all took off going, yay, we're done. Thank you, Jesus. We're out of here to live our life. I mean, come on, we've had a tough life, right? Because sometimes it feels like that we've been owed something. We've had a tough life and it feels like I'm going to step into 2020 and you owe me something, God, right? Well, God says, I was with you yesterday, today and forever. Actually, God gave us a gift. He didn't owe us anything. Yet He gave us a gift by sending His Son to die on the cross in order that we may be set free. Thank you, Jesus. And so while nine of them are going off with this attitude of, yeah, I'm healed, and maybe under their breath they're saying, thank you, Jesus, but that none of them except one turned round and said, thank you to Jesus. I can't know for certain. But the way I interpret the Scriptures, I believe that only the, one, the man who returned to give thanks was spiritually saved. 
And I say this because the Scriptures is intentional in telling us that by his faith and thanksgiving, he had been healed. You see, the other nine were healed as well, but Jesus only says it to this one. Why? Because the one chose to say thank you. Inside, he might have thought to himself, you know what, I'm owed a better life. I've suffered for how many years? I don't know. My best years have been taken away from me. My business failed, whatever it might be. And I was owed something. Yet he turned, took the time, fell at the feet of Jesus and said, thank you. As we entered into today, you were given a piece of paper. And on it says, I am thankful for. And in just a moment, I'm going to encourage you to write on that piece of paper. We're going to have some attendance with some pens. So just place up your hand if you need a pen. And in just a moment, I'm going to encourage you to write on that piece of paper when you get that pen, something that you are thankful for. And then in a few moments time, just as we finish, we're gonna sing a song, we're gonna sing that Waymaker song. I'm gonna ask you to do as that one leper did. I'm gonna ask you not just to write on the piece of paper what I'm thankful for, but I'm gonna ask you if you have, and if you have had the courage to do it, to be able to physically come and lay it at the feet of the cross. We have some baskets there and we will shred all of them afterwards. It's not for us to go and look at or to do all of these things. This is between you and God. And it may be that there's some here today where what you're writing on that piece of paper is that you are thankful that today you have given your life to Jesus Christ. That you have turned your life around that on the last Sunday of this decade, that you're saying, you know what, God, I wanna be thankful for you. No more woe is me. If that's the case, then I'm gonna ask uh, some of our, our prayer team to be over there and they would love to be able to pray with you. So as you place your, your, your piece of paper down there, I'm just gonna ask for some of the prayer team, for Vern and a few of them to stay over there and they would love to be able to pray with you. I want to finish with a story about the great John Wesley. And then I'm going to get the guys to sing. And then just when you feel moved, just to be able to ride on that and just be able to go and place it at the feet. It was written that a decade before his conversion for John Wesley, that he had a conversation with the janitor of the college he was attending. And Wesley discovered that the young janitor of the college he was at, lived in a small room out the back, only had one coat and was given enough money for just one meal a day. And Wesley saw him on more than two occasions give that money to others in order that they could get food. John Wesley said to him, why are you always thankful? Why are you full of praise? Why are you giving away the little that you have? 
He said to him, you thank God when you have nothing to wear and nothing to eat. What else do you thank him for? To which the young janitor said, I thank him that he has given me life. You see, once I was lost, but now I have been found. And so I choose to give thanks to God. Have a great new year, everyone. Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. We hope you've enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more, you can find us at c3hobart.org.au.